Okay. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I am with the amazing and wonderful Pamela Springer from Global Skin Solutions. She will be an educator at this year's Esthetician Summit for 2023. And I have known Pamela for years. I met her before I got married and before I had Celine. So Celine is 16 this year. So I've known Pamela for quite a while. She used to have me come out to her school in Arizona. And, and I used to teach the, the Brazilian waxing to her students. I actually had her come to my very first wax show in Sacramento. And that's when we did the live male Brazilians. And Pamela was in the back, sniggling and giggling because... And looking. <laughs> eyes on the prize. And so we have known each other quite a bit, but... What you probably don't know is that Pamela Springer has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to higher fish patricks, chemical peels, interactions, melasma activity, hyperpigmentation, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. So she is going to be talking about what has been happening. We've seen on social media in the last two years is a lot of damage to darker skin tones due to aggressive and over exfoliation processes. So Pamela, give us a little bit of the background on not only global, but what you're seeing now where we have a whole lot of folks who are having um, aggressive reactions from all of these aggressive chemical peels because they're just not educated enough. They're not educated enough because what I'm hearing is they're not really getting the education in their initial training. And so they rely on YouTube to give them the information because they're not willing to pay for a, a class. Now, one of my pet peeves are, is that when people want to know why I'm not doing free classes, uh, I let them know, first of all, I listen. And then I say, so what you're really saying is for me to give you a free class so you can take my information and make money. Now, if they can help me understand that, I'll start giving the free class. But like I talked to you, Stephanie, I am willing to do free classes if it has something to do with their initial training. But anything continuing education to me, like knowing skin of color, like knowing advanced peeling, like knowing TCAs, Jesners, and all these other things, microneedling, and all, to me that you have to have that, uh, uh, that, base of information from your initial training. So if you don't have it, how dare you go and start doing advanced treatments and putting someone at risk for whatever it is you think you know when you're conducting a service. This is what bothers me. This is someone's face. This is someone's billboard. When you walk in a place, what do you see? Okay, unless they're dressed, dressed crazy, you run and you look at, at the person's face. And how would they appreciate someone that has their knowledge, knowledge giving them a TCA? I don't think they would want to know that that person has no education because I'm sure they wouldn't be laying their head down on that uh, facial bed. So yes, I, I'm really bothered by the arrogance of the estheticians of today. So why would you think estheticians are not willing to learn how to treat skin of color and the interactions of aggressive peels and the response? Getting back to, they don't want to pay. They want it free. There's a lot of free education and there's good education. My uh, student who owns SkinScript, she gets phenomenal education, but it's still something that you should have learned in your initial training. 
what I am talking about, yes, it should be free if it's initial training. I don't promote free training because most of the time, especially if you have a skincare uh, line, it's more or less promoted or geared to the product and it's yeah. a way of selling the product. Yeah. When it comes to real education, that's something different. And when it comes to skin of color, I am not bragging, but I've been doing this crap for 30 years. And my claim to fame is I've had hands-on training. I'm not doing research and spouting or spitting out information. I have done 30 years of hands-on training. And estheticians, this is where you make your money. Absolutely. Hands-on, not going on YouTube, trying to copy somebody else. And my understanding is that a lot of the esthetician, I mean, the information on YouTube, it's not from licensed professionals. They're not practitioners. There's someone that bought some peeling agents on Amazon and they're promoting. I don't really do social media. You know good and well, and you're always after me about it. Well, one reason is these influencers are given information. And I find if I have in some of the groups given information, the next person is going to tell them what to use. And I never, I give my I give my email address for them to have a conversation. And I swear to you, not one time has anyone used my email address and contacted me to know more about skin of color, heels, microneedling, or any dermaplaning or anything that is a more aggressive modality for skin of color. Not one. They just go, I don't know, take the advice of somebody else. So that's fine. Again, it's upsetting because when you and I went to school, our eyes was on the prize, but we did everything, took classes, really did extra uh, reading, uh, did case studies, and did anything to perfect your craft. Can you imagine going to a doctor and he's going to do surgery and he doesn't prep you? He doesn't prep you for the service. And then after the surgery, he doesn't give you instructions on how to take care of the incision. Come on now. Is that how, how would you feel going to that doctor? And then you're going to recommend that doctor? No, but I don't know. They take aesthetics so lightly, but well, again, I, your face. And I think that that's the thing. We have so many estheticians d- damaging so many darker skin tones right now. And some of it is darker skin people, right? Absolutely. And, and not African-American. Okay. We have. Africans. We have people who are from Jamaica. They're not going to call themselves African-American, but you as an esthetician, you don't know that they're not African-American. Right. And you insult them. You have your Asians, you have uh, Italians are a skin of color because they tan. Anybody that shows some kind of pigment when they're in the sun, to me, is a skin of color. Right. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. And there's different modalities for every skin of a different ethnic group. 
a Hispanic skin is not like an African-American skin. True. Okay. And they take one protocol, everyone that walks into their salon or their place of business, that's the, that's the uh, treatment you're going to get. I look at, and I say in my classes, skin is like a snowflake. There's no two that are alike because even if it's dry skin, is it dry skin because of the climate they're in? Is it dry skin because they're on medication? Mm. Is it dry skin because they don't drink enough water? Why is it dry? And then once you find out why it's dry, then you develop a skincare program for that person. If it's medication, it's always going to be dry, but you can still give them hydration. And basically the protocol will be hydration. Their home kit will have water-based uh, 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 products with occlusive moisturizers. And of course, we know the sunscreen. So again, I could go on and you know, I'm passionate about this. I have lived a fabulous life because of this business. As you know, I turned 80 years old this year and baby, I'm supposed to be retired. But unfortunately, this is my passion and I keep running my mouth. So those are those who want to hear my mouth. <laughs> I'm willing to spew it all and I'll be back you know, in, in your area, Texas, I'll be in Arizona in May giving a, company, uh, a class. In fact, it's for a medical spa uh, for a certification that they will be able to uh, work. They not be able to, but let people know they have been trained in skin of color. So uh, I don't know. There's probably more questions you want to ask. I do. So, so when ask we on. It's when you see on social media, when I send you these pictures of people being damaged and you know immediately what the agent or modality was. Right. We have together worked on quite a few folks. You've advised people. You've reached out to people to get them to understand that there's a small window of correction that right. they have, especially for hypo and hypo. So when you have all of these people who are starting to, you know, get access because, you know, when we were younger, we couldn't have access to TCAs the way they do now. We I, I was terrified of them for a long time because they were so aggressive. But now you can buy them off of Amazon. Absolutely. And it and it blows my mind because of companies being able to sell even to somebody who is just a consumer. And that consumer actually reads, quote unquote, the directions and apply it on their skin. And they know nothing about their skin. They know nothing about the cause of whatever it is they're trying to you know, alleviate. And so um, I think we've become a greedy society across the board, businesses and people. And it's all about the dollar, not the human being or the receiving end of any of these treatment. Because if you really cared, you would know that certain, especially a TCA, and especially, you know, the one you sent me, and she had found the online, the TCA that was used on her skin, and it said not to be used on darker skin tones. And she was about your complexion. Mm -hmm. 
And she lost her pigment for a long time. It's come back, but it's splotchy. It looks like she has a black mask. And I'm fortunate to say she's given me permission to put her photo in the new book that I'm writing. So we're going to go through that. And I want to go through it like it's a case study. So that maybe anyone that's buying the book that's an esthetician can get it and understand the, the reasons why you have to prep an ethnic skin. Any skin that tans, you better prep it before you give a chemical peel or even sometimes microneedling. Yeah. For instance, for me, I will only microneedle on a skin of color, even though it is permitted, on, you know, your uh, pock marks and those, uh, you oh, know, scarring. Uh, ice box, yeah, ice box scarring and all of that. I That's the only time. Because I laugh about people saying, well, I'm stimulating collagens. We don't need collagen. Why do you think we keloid? We have too much collagen. Why are you trying to give me more collagen? Oh, you need, I, I need it because I need to stimulate your collagen. But see, you don't know skin. So you learn some crap in school that didn't talk about our skin or any other darker skin or anybody that had a thicker skin. They already have enough collagen. That's why their skin is thick. Well, so therefore they taught you on a European platform. True. True. It's a European platform. True. Okay. So again, if you understand skin, you know how to read the skin. The skin tells you what they need and you give the skin what they need, not a protocol that you got from some company, not a protocol that you got from one of the estheticians that on Facebook said is a good protocol. So. Well, your skin question. analysis, you have a three page skin analysis that you do for skin consultations that acts from A to Z. Absolutely. Because I want to know A to Z. Most estheticians are always after the condition of the skin. That's what they see first. You have to see the barrier first. And most of them don't know the barrier is so simple because it means you're dry, you're oily, you're so the barrier is compromised because your skin is dry or oily or combination or whatever, or sensitive. And you have to get that skin healthy before you start doing all these other things. The other thing is they don't even realize after microdermabrasion, you remove the barrier and you need to repair it again. They just let you go. Oh, they'll slap maybe sunscreen on it. And then you go home. The barrier is compromised. Anytime you remove it through chemical peel, microdermabrasion, the barrier is compromised and you have to maintain and get that barrier healthy again. They don't know that. And that's and why I love your acid mantle training. I think every esthetician should understand the role that acid mantle plays into every skin condition and that we are not repairing it. Not only are we not repairing it, but we're constantly removing it. Constantly, because we want it to go deeper. We want the products to go deeper. <laughs> and then they use microneedling like our 
you know, uh, epidermis is a piece of steak. They don't even realize it's paper thin. And they're taking that and bloodying it all up. Boom, 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 boom. And oh, but this, don't forget, it's because it's building colleges. <laughs> we shouldn't have been on this. <laughs> But I think that's the thing we had. Um, I did an interview with Susan from Victoria Deanna. She said her analogy was the same as you. She's all these estheticians feel like they're taking their client's skin off. They're putting it aside. They're poking holes in it. They're beating on it. They're burning it. And then they're putting back on the face and saying, ta-da. Right. And the, and the client is saying. It's bloody as hell. It's just bleeding and bloody and everything. Because they look at Kim Kardashian. Uh-oh. And you remember when she came up, her and her uh, dermatologist came up with, what did they call it then? Um, what yeah. kind of vampire, vampire facial. So all oh, estheticians got so excited. They could beat this out of someone's face. Do you, can they actually say that 20 or 30 years from now that what, that skin is gonna look like that you beat the hell out of. First of all, we know how slow skin repairs. Absolutely. And so you keep beating it up, but it's interesting to me, they beat it up with five different services in one. They'll do dermaplaning. They'll do microdermabrasion. They'll do microneedling. And then your TCA, but you have to do three layers because you need it to go deeper. Uh, I just don't get it. But anyway, it is what it is. And what bothers me even more is that most estheticians don't even have insurance to even be doing any of uh, these chemical peels or these aggressive uh, treatments. So the young lady that unfortunately that... Um, had her issues with the three layers of TCA and all, um, her esthetician didn't have insurance. And of course, she didn't have anything to take. <laughs> you know what I mean? She didn't have assets. Because if you had assets and owned your own home and all of that, you'd have insurance. People will sue for that, yeah. Right. And this so, is the young lady that went viral on social media that I spoke about that right. was microneedled, microdermabrasion, dermaplaned, and then peeled. Right. That's the same young lady. And um, she had post-acne spots, which mm. is in the epidermis. There's no reason to have three layers of TCA, no reason to have first dermaplane, no reason to have then microneedle. There's no reason. And then three layers of 20% on a dark, darker skin. And her complexion is about yours. Mm. And, and I know she's posted, I think, day seven, that she had a full scab and then got a fungal infection. Fungal, fungal effect because the person did gave her her post-care from something she made in the kitchen. In fact, I have all her information. It's not that she made it in the kitchen. She made it in front of her, poured it in a bottle, and mixed it in front of her, gave it to her. 
And so it wasn't in a sterilized bottle. The, it was, you know, who knows where the oil came from or whatever. And as a result, she got a fungal infection as well. And that's permanent. She takes medication and it comes up uh, periodically and she has to take the medication. Like I said, you'll read about it all in the book. Wait, and wait, wait. Why is it? Why does the fungal infection not go away? Is it because there were so many epidermal layers that were damaged? Well, that's a good question because I'm just shocked that her dermis wasn't damaged and she ended up with hypopigmentation. She did for a while, but her face now looks like a black mask and the dermatologist had her not go out of her home for two months because they didn't want the sun it was so, he wanted that skin to heal before they went to the next level of trying to repair that skin. And she is a um, flight attendant. So she still has fungal infections in her healing process. Mm -hmm. Now, when you think of, and I'm going to just name one, Versicola. Yeah. Versicola, it never goes away True. once, you know, it's broken down. Uh, athletes usually have the worst case because of their sweat and the salt in their sweat that breaks down the uh, barrier, that um, barrier. So, yeah. So um, I cannot answer if once you get a skin fungus or fungal, we all have that fungus on our skin. Yes. But then it gets to where you break it down. And a lot of times it has to do with perspiration. In California, is well, Tinea versicola is well known because of the perspiration, the heat, places, you know, um, what do you call it? The, the tanning bed, you can get it yeah. from yeah. on the beach in the sand. Yeah. So there's ways you can get it. And usually they just want you to use a um, shampoo that would tie, what is it? Uh, oh, God. Oh, is it, it the uh, head and shoulders? Is it that yeah, it's Or tea gel? It's the Neutrogena TJ. Right. And you keep it on 24 hours. Mm -hmm. It goes away like in three days, but it'll always come back if you somebody that perspires a lot. So she has, she will continue to battle fungal right infections. Right now she's still off and on the fungus. Wow. And I don't know the medication she's on. Again, it'll be all in the book. It's probably, it's probably an antifungal, but still, it's, right. it, would it be a topical then if she's- to It is a topical. Oh my gosh. Okay. So um, she's miserable and has depression. And she's a beautiful, wait till you see her picture before. She's a beautiful young lady and uh, unfortunate. And again, it's lessons to be learned and it's the hard way. And then, the, the and I'm not going to say any more than this, but the person that did it teaches at an um, aesthetic school. You remember the girl we corrected was what, from an aesthetic, aesthetic school aesthetic. that was burned that's as well. Right. Exactly. And that's another thing when I had my school and everything. Uh, well, what did Pamela do? Okay. <laughs> you know me, like, and technology, <laughs> me and social media. I'm a comedian. I'm, you know, it's always some crap going on. It was... So you have something to laugh about tonight. In the middle of the night, you're going to wake up laughing. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hope. Don't even try. 
Well, Pamela, we're at our 30 minutes, so I'm going to go ahead and cut this short. So all of you who are coming to the Esthetician Summit or you are thinking about coming to the Esthetician Summit, Pamela's going to be there. She has her new book that she's going to be launching with what we discussed today with the young woman. She's doing a full case study on her. Um, she's going to be talking about the... Um, what happened before, what happened during, and then the post-care, which will take a long time for this woman to uh, correct. But Pamela is working with her as well. And we're very excited for her to definitely talk about this on stage. As you know, she's a wealth of knowledge. She's going to keep you laughing and carrying on. But her years of experience with working with skin of color is just unmatched in our industry. So she is absolutely a wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much, Pamela, for joining us today. And we cannot wait to see you in April. Guess what? Thank you for having me and continuing to support me all these years. Absolutely. So always have on my back. That's really special. Guys, I hope I get to meet each and one of each one of you because I'm excited about uh having Stephanie's back and presenting at her event. Thank you.